0: Warning, this is a tough love episode and I am for sure going to be calling some people out. Welcome to the Anxious Therapist podcast. My name is Jacqueline and I am your host. I am a licensed therapist, online mental health coach, and I have anxiety and depression. I am here to bring you raw real, relatable content to remind you we are never alone. And today's episode is no different. Are you ready? Let's do this. Sometimes you turn on the Anxious Therapist podcast and you get like a really encouraging, uplifting, motivating, inspiring message in your ear And other days, I just call you the fuck out. (laughs) And this episode is coming from a place of exploration that I am currently doing with my own beliefs. You guys have to remember that whatever inspires the podcast is typically whatever's going on in my life at that time. And I just recently learned about this topic and have been dying to deliver it to you because it is so fucking good and it will change everything i need you to be so open-minded today because it might sting a little bit to hear this message okay and that's okay you're safe you are here with me and it is okay to challenge yourself in this way right now but i want you to know it may hurt your feelings a little Okay, so stay open-minded, stay in this with me. I promise at the end, you are going to be better for it. All right, let's do it. First of all, I would like to start off by letting you know that this is completely unintentional. And if you never were to become aware of it, you would probably never even notice that you're doing this. Because we all do this in one way or another. This is so common We are all guilty of it, and today our goal is to simply get curious about where this might be happening in our lives presently, and the potential negative impact of that, and how we can move forward with gentle grace and kindness for ourselves as we continue learning and growing, and hopefully catch ourselves in the act of this thinking pattern so that we can change it. So what am I talking about? Well, today's topic is confirmation bias. And I am thrilled to dig into this today because the more I learn about it, the more I see it happening in my life, in my clients' lives, and it is powerful This shit has been studied by psychologists, and it is the real deal. So what is it? What is confirmation bias? This is the filter through which you interpret everything. It is how you recall information and how you look at information and experiences through a lens to confirm what you already believe. Okay. So what are some examples of this? This is looking up quotes on Pinterest about what is a good friend, let's say for example, and then all the quotes say, you know, if they don't reach out, they don't care. So you're like, yep, that's, that's how I feel. That is how I feel. If they don't reach out, It must mean that they don't care. And so then you move forward and you're looking at this information and you're saying, exactly. That is spot on. My friends, if they were good friends and they cared about me, they would reach out. But they don't. So therefore, that means they don't care about me. Okay? When in reality, those all or nothing quotes are so detrimental. Because we're all living in our own little bubbles right we're going through life at different paces and speeds and with different road bumps and you know things that are happening in our lives and a friend not reaching out does not equate to them not caring okay if your friend does not have the capacity to reach out because they are hustling at work, like they're working really hard to get a promotion, or because they're having marital problems, and right now all of their energy and focus is going into that, or because they are having a baby, or because they are grieving the loss of a parent, or they are, you know, building a new business, and their energy is in any one of those things. You cannot look at that And say, yep, they would make time for me if they cared. I cannot tell you how many quotes there are like this online that are so harmful. Because it's encouraging this idea of if-then statements. So if you cared, then you would reach out. And looking at things in black and white like that can cause a lot of harm and damage to your relationships. But let's say you're feeling lonely. And so you're like, man, do I just have shitty friends or what? So you get on Pinterest and you start seeking out information that fulfills this belief that you have that if people cared about you, they would reach out. So then you find all of these quotes. like They're amazing. They're beautifully written. and But essentially they all say the same thing. And it confirms this belief that you already have. That is confirmation bias, okay? You can look at confirmation bias even on the level of like political beliefs, right? We all know that certain news stations are well known for being right-winged or left-winged and people who are left-wing tend to watch this news station and people who are right-wing tend to watch this news station. Why is that? because it's confirmation bias. You are actively seeking out information that confirms what you already believe. So even when opposing information is brought to you, you will find a way to negate it. You will find a way to say, you know, oh, that's not false or 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 that's not true, that's false, or, um, yeah, I heard that that was disproven, and you will argue it because you have this bias based on the fact that you already have solidified your beliefs. You are like, here's what I have found to be true, and this is what I believe in, and so everything else must be false. Y'all, this is a scary filter to live by. It is scary if you're not aware of it, okay? Because you can go down the rabbit hole of thoughts and you can always find validation. I do not care what you do in this world. I don't care if you are a horrific, cruel, mean, nasty person, okay? You can still find people who agree with you, who will back you, and who will say, you're right. And those other people were wrong. Think about um, if you have two friends, okay, friend A and friend B, and they get into a fight. Okay, Your, your two friends are in a conflict. Now, friend A comes to you and they tell you everything that went down. And you're like, oh my God, friend B was like totally in the in the wrong. They were like really nasty. You should you didn't deserve that. I'm so sorry that happened to you. Okay. And then the next day, friend B comes to you and says, here's all the things friend A did. And they were in the wrong. And I, you know, oh my gosh, they, I can't believe they did that to you. I'm so sorry that happened. Now you have these two people who just... Both receive validation because their experiences both seemed like that's legit. Your feelings were hurt because friend B did this and your feelings were hurt because friend A did this. And then you're the middleman hearing both of them. And you're like, oh, yeah, you both were in the wrong. But neither of them can see that, right? But they both just receive validation from you. Because you were able to look at them and say, yeah, that sucked. I can't believe that happened. And you understood their individual perspectives. This happens all the time. And I want to propose something. Think about it this way. You are walking around with a pair of sunglasses on. Okay? And they are um, a shade of, you know, a pinkish purple right and so everything you see in life is through this pinkish purple filter everything you look at you know a white piece of paper and it looks pinkish purple to you and that's how you experience life okay now someone else comes and is having a conversation with you and you're you they have let's say a green filter set of sunglasses on so you're both looking at the same piece of paper and you're saying no, it's a pinkish purple. it's very obvious that that piece of paper in front of us is this pink purple color and they're going no, it's not. it is obviously green. I can't even understand how you would say for a second that it's pink or purple and so you you go back and forth when really what needs to happen is you need to say. Oh, you're wearing a different pair of glasses than I am. Because what we try to do is the person with the green glasses says, here, put these on. But you can't take off your pink or purple ones. So now they're going to try to put their green ones on over yours. They're like, look at it from my point of view, right? And they're cramming their glasses on your face. But you're like, I s- now it's just all murky brown. It's messy. I don't know, you know what the right thing is. We are trying to do this all the time when we're trying to convince people to understand our experiences, our viewpoints, but they already have their own set of glasses on. They are perceiving this life an entirely different way than you and they are seeking out other people. The person wearing the pink and purple glasses is going to seek out other people who have pink and purple glasses on so that they can say, yeah, yeah that green what the fuck is that no that paper is clearly pink or purple and then the green glass person is saying where are my green glass people and what color is this paper to you and they're like it's obviously green rather than acknowledging that hey they might have different experiences life experiences that have changed their lenses So they see things differently. Are you picking up what I'm putting down? This filter that you are constantly seeking information to confirm what you already believe to be true is extremely dangerous. Why do we seek partners... So often, when you were young, maybe not the person you ended up with, but maybe when you were young, why did your partner remind you of your dad that abandoned you? The same way your dad wasn't, you know, there for you, your partner's not emotionally available. The same way your dad, you know, misused substances, your partner drinks too much. The same way your dad worked and was always absent your partner spends 80 hours a week at the office why do we do that why do we seek out someone who fits all of those criteria of things that were so harmful to us because of confirmation bias we seek out what we already know we believe that that's what we deserve So we seek it out to fulfill that belief that we already have. That belief that says, I don't deserve a present, loving, engaged, supportive partner. I I believe that I deserve someone who is emotionally unavailable, who is not present, who can't support me. Because that's what I've experienced. And so then I seek that out. The same thing happens when you tell a story. Okay. You will only recall the information that fulfills your belief. So let's say you're in a conflict with your partner or friend or, you know, even a colleague. When you recall that story, you recant it to someone else. You are only going to recall the pieces of what happened that fulfill your beliefs about it, okay? So if you're like, I was wronged, when you're telling the story, you're going to say, here's all the things this person did to me, how unfair it was. They said this. They called me names. They put me down. They, you know, did X, Y, and Z. That was wrong to me. But if we could play the tape back, what else happened? Did you call names? Did you use put downs? Did you start the conflict? Did you create it? Were you yelling and elevated? Right? Confirmation bias. Ooh, it's good. We can't talk about confirmation bias without also addressing negativity bias because the two go hand in hand especially in our relationships and that is where these thoughts and beliefs can be so harmful so negativity bias is essentially giving more weight to anything that you perceive to be negative okay so when you know Derek doesn't answer my call and then he ignores one of my texts and then he comes home and we argue about finances. I might jump to this conclusion of like, well, what are we even doing here? Do you even want to be married to me because first you ignore my call, then you don't answer my text message, then you come home and we're fighting about money. So what what are we even doing here? And he's like, "What?" Like we literally just had a nice dinner together we went for a walk and now where is this coming from but I was only paying attention to the things that I perceived as being negatives in our relationship and giving those more weight over things so I was like he's like my phone died at work and you know money is stressful so that's why we were arguing about it like what are you talking about So I quickly could catastrophize our whole relationship and our lives together because I was focusing on what I perceived to be the negatives. So when you are searching for those things, right? I might be in a negative bias type mindset, okay? Filtering everything through that. And Derek comes home crabby from work, Now he hasn't answered my call. He missed my text earlier. We're arguing about finances and he's crabby. I am going to start looking at all of that information through this lens of like, this is it. Our marriage is doomed. We need to get in therapy. Like we are struggling and I'm catastrophizing everything when in reality, what's the situation? What are the facts? Okay, because this right now I'm just... Searching for the proof that fulfills this belief I'm carrying that our relationship is doomed. When in reality, Derek's going, Hey, I had a rough day at work, my phone died, and you know, I'm a little bit stressed about money right now. Well, shit, but I was seeking things out to fulfill what I was already believing about the situation. Think about when you reach out to a girlfriend to vent about your partner or another friend who you feel has wronged you or whatever the situation might be what are you reaching out for you want validation you want someone to say yeah you're not crazy he's being a jerk you deserve better right so we have to be really careful because we often utilize other people to help us fulfill these biases and it's dangerous y'all I cannot say it enough we have to be able to pause and bring our awareness to our biases what was I looking for what was I expecting how was I ignoring facts and hard evidence to benefit what I was believing to be true and how can I challenge that moving forward There is no easy way around this. There's no quick fix. This is about getting to the nitty gritty of holding yourself accountable and being mindful of your thought patterns. Y'all. This is not shit that I would expect you to be able to do on your own. These are the kinds of things that I support you in working through in my coaching programs, but also a therapist could help you with these. Because I still have my own confirmation bias. I have my own negativity bias. I am not immune to this, even though the awareness is there. It still happens. I am learning and... Continuing to challenge my th- own thoughts on the daily and I want the same for you too, but you do not have to try and do that on your own. This is extremely advanced kinds of healing and so please, please, please seek more support on this or bring this up in your next therapy session or your next you know, coaching session if you are working with someone because you will be amazed at what you find. Just say to your therapist or your coach, like, hey, what do you know about confirmation or negativity bias and can we explore that? And they might say, I don't know much about that. Let's look into it together. And they might say, hell yeah, let's dig into that. I've noticed this, this, and this are happening. That gentle curiosity and willingness to explore your own thought patterns is the very thing that changes your life. That will change your life. Being able to explore why you think the way that you think, what those patterns are, and how you can start changing some of those things is incredibly transformational. So I hope that you will move forward getting curious about your own brain. Come on, I wasn't too tough on you, right? Right? Hopefully, you felt called in and safe to explore your thoughts and your thinking patterns and the way that your brain works. You've had amazing experiences in this life that have shaped you into the incredible person that you are right now. And it's okay to look at how some of those experiences have misled you, have guided you to this place of a confirmation or negativity bias. And learning to challenge those things is a really beautiful opportunity. So I hope you will move forward with grace and kindness and compassion for yourself. And I cannot wait to see you in the next episode.